Hello, and welcome to Better Than Yesterday with Carly Renee. I am so grateful to have you here in this space with me today, and I am even more excited to share today's episode with you, The Genius of Generosity and Goal Attaining. I know, I know, here we are again. I keep throwing these topics at you, and you're asking yourself, Carly, what does generosity have to do with me reaching my goals? Well, First, let me say again, while I do want us to reach our goals and get serious about the plans that we have for our lives, it is even more important to me the person that you become along the way. And I've already stated how important it is to have such good character on our journey to our goals so that we don't just get there, but we can maintain it and stay there. And friends, generosity is a mighty double-edged sword. It is a habit and it is also a part of our character and who we are. So it is a habit that will absolutely help us reach our goals, and it is a part of our character and being that will help us maintain and stay in that place. And then not only stay there, but keep going further and further until there's no more breath left in our lungs. And it's about offering something of ourself in order to help someone else. Relationships are so important on our journey to our dreams and goals, and generosity will help us build solid, dependable relationships. That's just one of the many benefits. But don't take my word for it. If you're thinking about skipping today's episode because you think that generosity is irrelevant to you and your goals, I ask you to consider this. Jack Canfield, who is the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, has a net worth of $50 million dollars has had his books translated in 43 languages. They've been published in 100 companies. And get this, he has sold over 500 million copies of his books. That definitely sounds like someone who is pretty good at reaching some awesome goals and someone that we want to learn from. Well, he has also written a book called The Success Principles. And in this book, he dedicated two chapters and principles to generosity one about giving, and one about serving. Side note, by the way, the higher we go in life and our goals, it should be our desire to serve more, not less. Just an FYI. We also have John Maxwell. In the last 40 years, John has written over 82 books. He is famous for his breakthrough in leadership, his teachings. And if you think time is money, friends, well, For John's time, anyone can pay 50 to 100K just for him to speak at their conferences. And he has a net worth of $10 million. But if you listen to John or if you read any of his books, you can tell that he is all about people. And if you ask John what is a big attribute that helped him get to where he is today, he will tell you generosity. Or how about Oprah? We all know and love the famous Oprah. She has a net worth of $2.5 billion, that's billion with a B, and I will never forget the episode that I watched with my meemaw one day where she literally was just giving away so many things, the whole episode, to every single person in her audience. It started with little, you know, makeup items, personal care items, things around the house, then it moved up to electronics, then paid vacations. And at the end of the episode, she gave everyone in her audience a car on top of all the things she had already given them. I would say that's pretty generous. 
and someone pretty successful that we can definitely learn from. And again, if you're tempted to think, well, that's easy for her to give because she has so much money. Friends, I want us to remember it is a reflection of our character, not our bank account. I am so excited to dive in this more with you today. And long story short, listen, if we want to be like Jack, John, and Oprah, you do not want to miss today's episode. Let's get to it. Generosity is a principle that applies to and works for everyone because it is a law of creation. What law is that, you might ask? Well, I have mentioned it before in episode two, and that is the law of sowing and reaping. In fact, if you miss episode two, The Gravity of Gratitude and Goal Attaining, I highly encourage you to go back and listen because gratefulness and generosity go hand in hand. In fact, generosity is the reflection and outcome of the level of gratitude that we have in our life. I recently read a very beautifully written and very informative article about generosity, and they actually insisted that one of the first steps to a more generous life is a more grateful one. Why is that? Why is gratitude the first step to generosity? Well, in my opinion, when we are living a grateful life, we're focusing on the things that we already have. We are showing thankfulness for the things that we already have in our life. Therefore, we're not always focusing on the things that we don't have or the things that we want. If we're always focusing on the things that we don't have or the things that we want in our life, then it's very easy for us to tell ourselves the lie of, well, if I had more, I could give more. Or if I make more money, then I'll be more generous. And again, I want to humbly encourage you today, if that is a thought pattern that you have had in your life, it is false, friends. And it is also a thought pattern that I have had many times in my life before. So take heart. It's okay. But I do just want to encourage you today and share with you that generosity is not a reflection of your bank account. It is a reflection of your character. And besides, generosity is not just about money. It is about adding value to the lives of others. So how can we add value to the lives of others? Well, we can add value by giving our time. We can give compliments, praises, and even smiles. In fact, in my journey to more generosity, I have made a habit to no longer just walk around with a straight, plain face. You know, when I'm walking through the grocery store, or the gas station, or just out anywhere in life, I try now to keep a nice little smile on my face. That way, whenever I make accidental eye contact with a stranger, I can meet them with a nice warm smile. We can also add value by giving forgiveness and patience. Listen, no one said generosity was easy, but it is definitely worth it. We can give compassion to others to add value to their life. In fact, the famous Dalai Lama is quoted for saying, if you want to make others happy, practice compassion. If you want to make yourself happy, practice compassion. Taking the time to give these things from ourself to others is so generous and adds so much value. John Maxwell says, our capacity for generosity is limited only by our desire to give. So it is my hope that after today's episode, you will have the desire to give more of yourself to others to bring value to their life. And going back to sowing and reaping, we know that the concept of sowing and reaping means whatever we are putting out into the world, we are going to get back. And with generosity, you're going to get it back multiplied in abundance. 
I had my husband Lee help me brainstorm for today's episode, and he made a really good point about us giving our talents, gifts, and treasures. If we hold on to those things, then they just simply stay with us. That's as far as they ever go. I'm sure many of us have held on to the values that we can bring other people in life. Sometimes we do it out of fear. We're scared to step out. We're scared of rejection. Sometimes we do it out of greed and selfishness. We just don't really want to share with others. Or sometimes it's just simply a lack of awareness. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know the value that we have to offer other people. But friends, if we are generous with our time, talents, gifts, and treasures, the compounding effects and possibilities range anywhere from reaching one person to a million people or even more. And that, my friends, is called adding value to the world. And who doesn't want to add value to the world? And don't worry, as the wise Anne Frank once said, no one has ever become poor by giving too much. Friends, you can never give too much. You can never be too generous because it will always come back to you multiplied in abundance. I could not do an episode on generosity without speaking on the subject of tithing. In fact, Mr. Jack Canfield in his book, The Success Principles, he actually states in his chapter about generosity that many of the world's richest individuals and most successful people are tithers. Some of you may have never heard that word before. The word tithe means tenth, the first tenth of everything that you make or bring in. This is a biblical principle, and I want to read some scripture to give you a little more in-depth about what it is. In Malachi 3.10, the Lord says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you will not have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. So God is saying in the scripture, if you bring to me the first tenth of everything that you produce, everything that you bring in, I will bless you so much that you won't even have enough place to store it. Whether you are a Christian or not, whether you believe the Bible to be true or not, we can look at many places in this world, many people, many testimonies of generous people, people who tithe, and they are always provided for. Their needs are always met. In fact, that scripture goes on to say, Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight. I'm sure we would all love for our lives, our families, our homes to be considered blessed in a land of delight. To be honest, I was a little hesitant to share this because I do not want it to seem like I am tooting my horn. Yay, look at me. I'm a tither. No, no, no. That's not my heart, friends. I genuinely just want to share my personal testimony with tithing in hopes that I can build your faith in the area of generosity. We can learn from those who have gone before us, and I just want to share my experiences. I became a member of Turning Point Church back in 2012, and I want to say it was about a little less than a year after I became a member that I started to tithe. 
So I started giving the church 10% of everything that I made. Now, back then I was in retail and sometimes my tithe were literally, I don't know, five to $10. It was not much at all, but it was my act of faith. I could really go on about all of the great ways that the Lord has blessed me and taken care of me in my life, but I just want to share a few. Back in 2014, my dear friends at the time, Josh and Tina Scarborough, came to me and said that they wanted to take me on a cruise. Not only were they going to pay for my ticket, but they paid for everything for me on that cruise. And let me tell you, as someone who had not been on a vacation in over six years, it was such an incredible gift and so good for my soul. Or one of my absolute favorites, my good friends Matt and Natalie Glass, who have definitely shown kind acts of generosity towards me in more than one ways without ever expecting anything in return. I, back in 2015, my car had just broken down and I was broke with a capital B friends. Okay. There was no new car in sight. Obviously there's a lot of stress that comes with this. Whenever you have a child, you need to get them places. You need to go to work. Well, my dear friends went and bought a 2003 Kia Optima that had one owner and was in excellent condition. They called me over to their house that night and they handed me the key to this car. They had bought this car for me. And when I tell you that this car was more than a gift, it was an absolute godsend. You see, a couple of months after I was gifted this new car, I got an awesome brand new full-time job. A little over one month after I started my new job, I had to leave my ex-husband due to drugs and infidelity. I cannot and do not want to even try to imagine my life if all of that would have happened with my ex-husband and I would have had no car and no job and no way to provide for me and my daughter now that it was all up to me. The last story I want to share with you in my tithing testimonies is about three or four years ago, Lee and I were in a lot of debt in our life. We had a lot of new business expenses with his trucking company. Him and I were also in another company that had a lot of monthly expenses and it was sales. So we were spending a lot of money, but we were not guaranteed income. It was based off of commission. So that was pretty stressful. So we decided to sit down one day, figure out how much we had going out of our account. Well, we became extremely stressed when we realized we had over $9,000 a month going out. And well, this was extremely stressful for obvious reasons that we absolutely did not have that much coming in. We looked at each other and probably both of us were thinking, well, let's pause on tithing. Let's put the tithe on hold. We'll keep that money. We've got a lot going out right now. Probably what we were both thinking and what we both wanted to do. But fortunately, by the grace of God, we did not do that. We stayed faithful to the tithe. We continued to give that 10% of everything that we received in income. And the Lord was faithful to his promise because during this time and still to this day, Lee and I have never been late on a single payment for anything. 
And please hear my heart. Again, I am not saying this in a bragging way because I do not give credit to myself for any of this. Those numbers, friends, don't add up. I truly believe it was the supernatural blessing of tithing. And now I will say that fortunately we have learned from a lot of great people and received a lot of good wisdom in our life since then. So we don't worry. We absolutely do not have $9,000 a month going and not anywhere near $9,000 a month going out, but we are still faithful to the tithe. And I will add that we don't just look at tithing as generosity. We are still trying to strive for generosity in other areas of our life as far as giving donations, giving our time, our efforts, helping others. Generosity is truly a way of life, and tithing is just a small aspect of that for us. So I hope that me stepping out in faith and putting some of my stories out there really helped to build your faith in the area of generosity and tithing as well. And if you ever have any questions about tithing or you want to know more, please reach out. You can email me at bty.carlyrenee at gmail.com. And I would love to point you to some more scripture and really build your faith in that area if that's something that you're interested in. So to move on from tithing and on to the next. We have a choice every day to live generously and add value to others. Or we can live selfishly and suck the life out of people. How many of us know someone that literally sucks the life out of the room the moment they walk in? Most of us avoid these people like the plague. If people are avoiding you, that doesn't sound like a very good plan for success, now does it? Nope. I hope by now you are starting to see the importance of generosity in your goals and dreams and your journey to your success. But I want to speak to the parents for a moment. Whether you are currently a parent or you have hopes and plans of being a parent in the future, I want to tell you today your kids are watching. They will always remember your acts of generosity towards them and towards others. In fact, I encourage you, if it is on your heart to share an act of generosity with someone else, tell your children about that. Tell them about the excitement. Share with them what that did for you and how fulfilling it was. Do it humbly. We don't want to teach them to be braggers, but They'll know your heart, they'll hear your heart, and it will inspire and teach them and instill that value in them of generosity. In my personal opinion, as parents, teaching our children the value of generosity is one of the greatest things we can teach them in this life. We all want to raise awesome children. We all want our children to leave a mark in this world and leave it better than it was when they got here. And generosity is a huge value to help them do that. In fact, when me and Lee were discussing today's episode last night, he was telling me about his seventh grade teacher one time paying for him to play basketball that season. He was absolutely not lost on the amount that it cost her to pay that for him to play. It was a generous donation and it still impacts him to this day. Not only is it important for us to teach our children generosity, but sometimes we can actually learn the values of generosity from our children. So my daughter, Legend, on her fifth birthday, she had one simple request. She's always been a simple girl. Anytime she gives me a birthday list, a Christmas list, it's always simple with just a few things. Well, this year, she just wanted one thing, a pretty 
purple mini locker. So you could buy them at Claire's, Icing, you know, little girl stores. It was a little mini locker, a little mini metal locker. It had glitter on the front. You know, you could put necklaces or little trinkets in it. And she wanted it so badly. Well, fortunately, one of my friends actually ended up buying this locker for her for her birthday. Well, she had had this locker for about a week and I walked into her room one day and I saw her fidgeting with it. It looked like she was like wrapping it up or something. And I was like, what in the world are you doing? And she told me that she wanted to give her brand new locker away to Kaylee. Kaylee is my sister, Legend's aunt. They're two years apart and they're best friends. And when she said that, to be honest, my immediate first instinct was like, uh-uh, girl, that's brand new. We don't, we're not giving away nice stuff. You know, we can give it away later when you've had it for a, a couple years and it's, you know, no longer of use. Fortunately, I did not let that come out of my mouth. It was actually a good moment of self-reflection of me to ask myself, why is that my first reaction when my child wants to do an awesome act of generosity? And it revealed something in my heart of myself that I didn't really like. So I did not say that to her. I just asked her, are you sure that's what you want to do? And it was painful for me to ask that. Don't get me wrong, because this was definitely a mindset that I obviously had myself. And she looked at me and she said, yes, I want to give it to Kaylee. And I said, okay. And sure enough, she did. When we're not living a life of gratitude and generosity, and we're constantly focusing on all the things that we want how much of our resources and provisions do we spend on things that we don't actually need? For example, if we go back in our Amazon account and check all of our orders, how many of the things do we actually still even have in our house or use that are actually of value to us? Probably not many, and the list is probably really long. Ugh, that's embarrassing, and I am definitely preaching to myself over here. Or how many toys do we buy our kids year after year that either end up in the trash or left in the front yard for the dogs to chew up? Or little trinkets at Walmart and Target just because something looked cool and it had a pretty color? And ladies, we do not need any more cups. <laughs> Listen, I am your friend and I am also a work in progress. In case you haven't noticed, I just listed off a whole list of things that I have going on in my life that I'm working on, Amazon, toys, things like that. But I currently have a cabinet overflowing with tumbler cups, but for some reason, I still keep buying them. We don't need to do that no more. Next time we have the urge to buy a cup, ask ourselves, could we put this money somewhere else towards someone else to add more value to the world. Lynn Twist wrote in her book, The Soul of Money, that when you let go of trying to get more of what you don't really need, it frees up oceans of energy to make a difference with what you already have. Stop spending every day thinking about yourself and what life can do for you. We have to stop measuring our life by the good things that happen to us and how much we have. Start measuring your life by the value and blessing that you can bring to others. When we're constantly focused on our needs, it stresses us out and most of the time it leads to lack. I think a good example of when we're so consumed with our needs, it leads to lack, is that a farmer doesn't bring his need to the soil. No, he brings a seed. He doesn't walk up to the dirt and say, I need you to give me an apple tree. Absolutely not. That would be foolish. He plants the seed 
and then an apple tree grows forth from that. I think it's also going back to if we hold on to the gifts that we have, it stays with us. If that farmer just hold that, holds that seed in his hand and clenches his fist, it's never going to bring forth what he really needs in his life, which is that apple tree. Live generously and your needs will be met. I think a good example of this is in marriage where it can be so easy for us to just stay so selfish and just always thinking about our own needs and we get so consumed with that that we forget to serve our spouse. Well, if my husband is serving me and if I am serving him, then both of our needs are met and it brings so much more fulfillment in our marriage and in our life. And it starts with generously serving each other. If we want to get where successful people are, we have I want to share some more testimonies of generosity in businesses and in lives of others. All the way from our small, I can't, small local business. Oh, okay, I got it. All the way from our small local business to the big names that we know and love. I want to start with my dear friend, Brittany McNabb. A little over a year ago, she decided to step out and start a property management company. And let me tell you, I have seen the testimonies and she has been reaching them goals and has had great success in her business thus far. And I'm so excited to watch her soar and do even more. I met Brittany back in 2016, no, 2015, when I started working at a law firm called Pike and Associates. When Lee and I bought our first house in 2016, I was pleasantly surprised to come home to a nice little welcome home basket. Brittany had gone to the store and put together a little goodie basket of all the nice trinkets and fun things that everyone needs whenever they move into a new home. It was so cool and such a kind gesture and it really brought a smile to my face. Well, Brittany, being the awesome sauce that she is, has carried this over into her business. Every time she gets a new tenant, she goes out, puts together an awesome welcome home basket, and has it waiting for them in the home when they arrive to their new home for the first time. Back in January, we had some tornadoes come through Georgia, and they really affected the city of Griffin, Locust Grove, Jackson, and a lot of people in Griffin lost their homes. One of Brittany's most recent tenants is someone who actually did lose their home in the tornadoes. While on a normal day, Brittany might not think that her welcome home baskets mean that much, but to a family that has just lost everything, can you imagine the amount of value and joy that brought to their life to know that their landlord cares so deeply for them and it's almost like a fresh beginning for them? Brittany has been reaching goals in her business and is only going up and she is definitely exuding generosity. Or how about Chick-fil-A? Truett Cathy first wanted to honor his faith by closing Chick-fil-A on Sundays. It is also an act of generosity to his employees so that they have the option to rest and worship. I think we can all agree that Chick-fil-A could sell a lot of chicken on Sundays. But more importantly to Truett, it was a huge value of generosity to honor the Lord and to give his employees a day of rest and worship. And let me tell you, Chick-fil-A can do more revenue and more sales in six days than most businesses that are open seven. John Maxwell once asked her, if you could share with anyone one principle for your success, what would it be? She told him that it was a statement that her father made to her when she was a little girl. He said, give 60, 
take 40. Again, I know it can be easy and tempting to think that, well, it's a breeze to give that much when you have that much, but that is not the case. This is a principle that she learned when she was a little girl. The last example of generosity I want to share with you is the famous Tony Robbins. Most of us know him. He has over 105 companies that generate $6 billion annually. Tony is a really tall guy. He's known for his deep voice at his conferences. He really gets up in people's faces. He motivates them. He challenges people. He's a tough guy. But you will catch this man crying when he talks about generosity and the impact that it has had in his life. Tony is quoted for saying, When you give, you don't think about receiving. Real wealth is not just money. It is joy. It is happiness. It is meaning. It's knowing your life matters beyond yourself. If we've gotten to this point of the episode and you're still wondering what does generosity have to do with your success, and if these testimonies weren't enough, then I want to leave you with this one simple answer. Generosity leads to abundance and love. Greed with our time, talent, and treasure leads to scarcity. Scarcity mindsets and patterns cannot coexist with success. Scarcity mindsets and patterns cannot coexist with success and fulfillment. So, you know, I don't like to give you the why without the how. So how can we start our journey to greater generosity? Well, number one, we are going to continually sow seeds. In preparing for today's episode of Generosity, I watched one of John Maxwell's teaching on generosity, and he made such a great point that I am so thankful for, and it has already added such great value to my life. He said that we need to start evaluating our day by the seeds we plant, not the harvest that we reap. In other words, focus on what we can do for others, not what others can do for us. Remember, we can plant seeds of smiles, compassion. We can plant seeds of generosity by paying for the person behind us in the drive-thru and leaving an encouraging note. Friends, you will be pleasantly surprised to find that being others-focused is incredibly freeing and liberating. In fact, I say that because as I was preparing for this episode, again, the thoughts of fear and overwhelm just can come in and really get me sometimes because when I think about the amount of content that I have to create, I really just wonder, can I live up to that? Can I do that? And I realized that this fear was coming from a selfish place. It was coming from a place of me focusing on myself. Because if I'm honest, of course I can come up with tons of content, but I want it to be content that sounds good and I want people to like what I have to say and I want to have that cool punchline. But then I had to remind myself, that's not what it's about. My podcast is about bringing value to you. I want to bring value to my listeners who choose to take time out of their day to listen to what I have to put into the world. So when I took the attention off of myself and bringing a cool punchline and I started focusing on you, it gave me the freedom to put together an awesome episode, which I might say is probably my favorite so far. So for number two, 
we are going to look for opportunities to give. Don't wait for them. Generous people go through their day looking for ways to bless others and bring values to others. They don't just wait for those opportunities to come to them. We want to live the full and complete life of generosity that says, I want to do this for you because I am a generous person, not I am doing this for you expecting something in return. Don't keep score. So our call to action this week, friends, I want you to write down at least five ways you can add value to others. If you would like to write more than five, absolutely, I totally encourage that, but at least five things. You can come up with random ways that you can help complete strangers. You can pay for someone's meal in the drive through pay for someone's groceries, leave a nice encouraging note whenever you tip your waitress, something nice like that for strangers in your life. And you can also come up with a list of specific needs that you know of that need to be met. Maybe your closest family and friends, someone right now, there is something that you can do to add value to their life. Write it down. Once we have our list written down of the ways we want to be generous to others, take action. I hope that this episode has been a blessing to you. And I want to encourage you, friend, on our journey to generosity, it can be difficult. It goes against our instincts. Our brains are literally wired for self-preservation. Don't get overwhelmed. Just start small and take it day by day. If you've started to do a little bit of a seed evaluation on your life up until this point and you don't really like what you remember, that's okay. Don't worry. Just stay encouraged and do better the next day. Because remember, we're not striving for perfection. We just want to be a little better than yesterday. Ta-ta till next week.